Welcome to Keep the Republic with Dr. Daniel Bobinski, editor of True Idaho News. Keep the Republic is brought to you by the Political Action Committee Conservatives of Picture Perfect Window Cleaning, Michael Hahn, Associate Broker with Silver Creek Realty Group, and ThinkExodus.org. And now, here's Daniel. Well, coming up in a few days is Independence Day. It's right around the corner. And it's a day to celebrate the birth of our nation, where individual liberty was a core principle in the founding of this great nation. And our founders also had a deep respect for the Word of God and His standards for mankind. Welcome to Keep the Republic. This is Daniel Bobinski. Thank you so much for tuning in. And I have to tell you, as much as I would love for every last person in America to be following godly principles, alas, this is not the case. In fact, we have, unfortunately, an ever-growing number of people who think that our individual liberties should be subordinated to what could only be called socialism. And this would include a purposeful effort to stop discussing equality and replace it with equity. And the words sound similar, so a lot of people think they're just synonyms, but they're not. Equality means the same opportunity for all. Equity means the same outcome for all. Think of it this way. Equality means that everybody lines up at the starting point in a race together. Equity means that everybody has to finish the race about the same time. That's impossible because God gifted everybody with different skills. And our founders knew that. They wanted equality for all, not equity for all. Equity for all is a Marxist socialist concept. And yet we're seeing it taught everywhere. We're also seeing the, the suppression of open discussion. Social media platforms, for example, canceling people for, quote, violating community standards, which I think is like doublespeak for, quote, you know, you're saying things that might be true, but we don't want you discussing them, unquote, right? That's kind of what it's like. That's all that means. And so freedom of speech in the digital town square these days is being suppressed. Unfortunately, the 0.1% of the self-appointed elites are working overtime to infiltrate governments around the world and push for these things. You've heard of Klaus Schwab, founder of the World Economic Forum. He uses the word penetrates. There's an interview a few years ago. He was bragging that people who have been through his Young Global Leaders course, which is nothing but to impress a globalist mindset on those who participate, he said in an interview that many graduates of his Young Global Leaders course have, quote, penetrated governments around the world. As a quick example, if you're wondering why Canada has taken such a sharp left turn and curtailing free speech and shutting down bank accounts of protesters and arresting pastors for preaching what the scripture says about various sinful lifestyles, that's because according to Klaus Schwab, more than 80% of Justin Trudeau's cabinet positions are filled with graduates of his Young Global Leaders course. And yes, even, trust, even Justin Trudeau himself is a graduate of that course. 
These people, however subtly or not so subtly, they are working to bring about the goals of the World Economic Forum. And in the United States, we have lots of folks in Congress who've been through that course, and like John Kerry's been through that course, even Nikki Haley, which I think explains a lot. Now, I don't want to dig too deep into the World Economic Forum today, but I do want to discuss some of the deception that's going on. You've probably been aware of it. I mean, you've been listening or watching the news. You probably figured out that the world is kind of in a tizzy, spinning out of control at the national level, and yes, definitely at the global level. I think you could even describe it like a firestorm of hectic combined with a blanket of deception that's been covering our country. And I think there's a reason for that. I believe that there's a concerted effort underway, and it's been underway for a long, long time, centuries even, because I believe that our spiritual enemy has been and is taking advantage of the fallen nature of mankind with a goal to institute a global one-world government. This is biblical. And yes, from a biblical perspective, I believe we are entering the beginning of what the Bible calls the end times. And unless people get on their knees and God extends his mercy, I think that what we enjoy now in America as liberties and freedoms, they're going to evaporate as this all rolls out. So it really behooves us to pray. Now, I also believe God is greater than anything the enemy can throw at us. So it also behooves us to lean heavily on him, not just pray, but to mentally, spiritually, emotionally lean into him. But with this regard to this deception, there was an article last week in the Wall Street Journal titled, What are the CIA and the FBI hiding? This is a Wall Street Journal opinion piece. This isn't some, you know, conspiratorial little blog somewhere in the corner of South Dakota. No, this is a Wall Street Journal opinion piece talking about how much deception is going on in the FBI and the CIA. You know, we could even start with the Durham report, right? You've probably heard about this. This was four years in the making, written by special counsel John Durham, who was tasked four years ago with reviewing the origins of the FBI's investigation into the so-called Russian meddling in the 2016 presidential election. If you want, you can go to any search engine, you can pull up the Durham report, read it for yourself. But here's a headline from ABC News, which is not exactly a conservative outlet. Title of the article, quote, FBI slammed for what they did during the 2016 Russia investigation against Donald Trump, unquote. And why was the FBI slammed? Because they lied. They lied to everybody about Russia collusion. It was made up. It was a hoax. It was paid for by the Hillary Clinton campaign. Pull up the Durham report. Read it for yourself. And yet we have no indictments going on for this. Why not? because it's now past the statute of limitations. This is crazy. This is our once highly respected investigative agency, our own Department of Justice. They're lying to us and deceiving us. Forget about the money. Forget about the millions and millions of dollars they wasted. Your money, my money, wasted on these efforts. Forget all that. The deception of what they are doing to the world, to the United States, to me, is highly, highly offensive. It should offend every American. It should offend every person on the planet who loves truth. And yet, we are being deceived over and over again. Now, 
Perhaps you heard in the news last week about this attempted coup in Russia. Again, that was a deception. There was no coup attempt. One of my TV viewers sent me an article from Michael Snyder, which was very interesting. Michael Snyder, very well-informed guy. He explains how Yevgeny Prigozhin, who is the head of the Wagner Group, used to be part of Putin's inner circle. And he was getting a lot of state contracts from Russia to provide food to Russian schools, the military, other government agencies. And Prigozhin was making millions of dollars a year and somehow got pushed out because his company was accused of providing very substandard food. Now, I got to tell you, anybody earning $2 million a year wants to kind of keep that lifestyle. So Prigozhin goes to Putin. Putin says, nope, nope, you're out. And Prigozhin tries to give himself some leverage by attempting to kidnap one of Putin's cabinet members. That plot got exposed. No kidnapping occurred. There was no coup attempt. And yet you and I were told it was a coup attempt. Have you noticed, by the way, that's not even in the news cycle anymore? The media doesn't even give you the whole story. Why? I'd question, perhaps the CIA was involved. There's rumor to that effect. Whatever reason, we're being deceived. And this whole Russian-Ukraine war, my gosh, from what I've been reading, we've been deceived in so many ways. And it's just a little bit disturbing, I think, to say the least. Now, I'm going to explain why I think we're being deceived. But first, I want to thank a few of our sponsors, including Conservatives of, a political action committee with a mission to help constitutionally-minded conservative Christians get elected to office. They work by donations. And we have people sitting in our legislature today in the state of Idaho who are there in part because of the work of Conservatives Of. Let me suggest making a donation of any size to Conservatives Of. Just go to conservativesof.com. And when you make that donation, be sure to tell them thank you for sponsoring the Keep the Republic show. They have been a sponsor here since the beginning. Again, that's conservativesof.com. Another sponsor is Picture Perfect Window Cleaning. And they do more than window cleaning. They also do gutter cleaning, pressure washing, screen repair. And you save, save yourself some money. Tell them you heard about it on the Keep the Republic show. You're going to get 50 bucks off any window cleaning job over 250 or 10% off your total bill, whichever is greater. They do business and residential. To get your savings, just tell them you heard about it on the Keep the Republic show. Go to windowcleaningboise.com. Windowcleaningboise.com. Okay. About this deception in Ukraine. One of the substacks I follow is a guy who goes by The Last American Vagabond. In one of his recent articles, he posted a now unclassified document about how the CIA has been using fake front companies since the 1940s to stir up dissension between Ukraine and Russia. You know, this document was declassified in 2011, showing that the CIA has been actively stirring up dissension between Russia and Ukraine. Nobody in the fourth estate, the so-called mainstream media news, has reported on that. And guess what? We're still being deceived because of these front companies, these front organizations that are still active and run by the CIA. So what's been happening? Remember Hunter Biden being hired by a Ukrainian energy company to the tune of what, 50, 80,000 bucks a month? And remember the video of Joe Biden coming to Ukraine with a billion dollars in aid? but telling the government that they're not going to get the money until they fire the guy who's investigating the company that his son works for? These were words directly from the lips of Joe Biden, and he's bragging about it. And he's not the only one. 
many political figures and family members have had dealings with Ukrainian companies, which is really kind of disturbing, considering that even last year, Ukraine was rated one of, well, it was rated Europe's most corrupt country. So when sitting President Donald Trump gets on the phone with this new Ukrainian president and asks him to send along information, anything that he hears about Joe Biden and possible corruption, suddenly all the congressional Democrats go bananas and decide Trump needs to be impeached. This was not a request for dirt on a political opponent. This was a president inquiring about a possible corruption situation involving a then U.S. vice president. It's a valid request. And I want to make a comparison. Say there's a local bank and 10 of its most senior officers are involved in a scam where they're embezzling money. They're all in on it. And one day the bank gets a new president. Somebody who's not on the take, who knows nothing about the embezzling. And let's say this new president's going over the books and notice something isn't right. And he starts asking questions. And as you might imagine, the 10 corrupt bank officers do not want to get caught. They've got a good thing going. So what do they do? They start fabricating stories and twisting statements made by this new president to make him look incompetent. They want him gone. They need him gone. And so they smear him and they implicate him, even when he's done nothing wrong. In fact, he's trying to do something right. But in the end, they end up getting him fired so they can keep their tracks covered and keep their money. I think that's a very good analogy to explain what's been happening, especially when we have members of U.S. Congress on TV every night, night after night, lying to the American people about Donald Trump. Whether you love the man or hate the man, so many in Congress were deceiving us into thinking that Trump had done something wrong with his inquiries into Joe Biden's involvement in Ukraine. And what have we learned now? The FBI has been hiding it. They've been not letting the Americans know. From evidence brought to light that Joe Biden and his son Hunter were gifted $5 million each from a particular Ukrainian company. In fact, the FBI was trying to hide from Congress the documents that showed Biden asking for bribes and that audio tapes existed proving this. Congress had subpoenaed from the FBI information. Senator Grassley, Representative Comer already knew this document existed because the whistleblower came and showed them the unredacted document. So they subpoenaed the FBI. The FBI stonewalls and doesn't want to show it. Here's a U.S. senator on the floor of the Senate telling us that a foreign national has audio recordings of a sitting vice president asking for bribes. Representative Comer, chair of the House Committee on Oversight and Accountability says that evidence shows that the Bidens have received more than $30 million and the FBI is trying to cover it up. How deep is this deception? And perhaps more troublesome, how deep is the corruption? If this all turns out to be true and the CIA has been deceiving us about their doings in Europe and Russia and the FBI has been deceiving us about the Hunter Biden laptop and the Russia collusion hoax and who knows what else, then we really have an American government working against the American people. And what do we see them doing, the president who was trying to clean it up? 37 felonies against Donald Trump. And what happens to Hunter Biden? He gets a slap on the wrist, even though his laptop shows blatant evidence of actual crimes. Somebody recently told me we've reached a point where the FBI stands for false, biased, and incompetent. But I think what we have is a deceiving swamp. I think it's undeniable. It's really kind of sad. 
And it's sad to be pointing these things out so close to America's 247th birthday. But perhaps these are some things to be praying about. Ten years ago, if you heard these things, you might be thinking, oh, that's just some conspiracy cooked up by some secluded blogger in South Dakota. No. These are in the news today. And we now have government agencies actually saying, bragging even, that they have the right to ignore subpoenas from Congress, the branch of government, to whom they are accountable because it is Congress that provides their funding. Okay, I want to shift gears here a little bit and take a look at the bigger picture. We know some people don't adhere to a biblical worldview where the family is the center of society. The family is the center, followed by the church, followed by government. We've talked about this on the show before. God first created the family. He wanted families to depend on him, to lean on him, to trust him. What the families could not do for themselves, they could get help from the church, the body of believers. And the governments are there essentially to coin money and to protect the churches and protect the families because we're here to bring glory to God. But there are lots of people who believe the opposite, who say that government organizations should be providing for our needs rather than us building a relationship with God and leaning and trusting on Him. Such people have made their way into our governments. We see it at the national level. It's also at the state level, yes, and at the local level and the city level. How does one get the population of a country to go along with that idea? It's a great question. You must teach this kind of thinking to children. Impress upon them that a value system exists where big government will help you. If you go back and look, you can find that schooling in early America was primarily homeschooling. There was no government-run schools. Children learned to read at home. Formal schools were run by churches or entrepreneurs. This means that most of our country's founders were homeschooled. I, recent, I recently came across an article by Alex Newman of The New American. He wrote that tax-funded K-12 government schools, especially as they exist today, would have been inconceivable to Americans from the 1600s to the mid-1800s. Education without the Bible, without God, would have been inconceivable, outrageous, if not just an oxymoron, he wrote. So you might ask, Aren't children better educated today? It'd be easy to assume that anybody with a four-year college degree in teaching should be introducing information for better prepared kids. After all, they're certified. But Newman writes this. He says, early Americans were incredibly well-educated. Literacy data and vast amounts of anecdotal evidence from that era shows that literacy levels were significantly higher in the mid to late 1700s than they are today. Modern studies on the subject confirm that. So according to the U.S. Department of Education, the National Assessment of Education Progress, about one-third, only one-third of kids in grades 4, 8, and 12 are proficient in reading. Just 6% of 12th graders are advanced, and well over a third are below basic, which means they are functionally illiterate. Also, recent polls show that one in three millennials favor communism. And as many as 70% would likely vote for a socialist candidate. If you have any doubts about this, just look at the news. We had a, thousands of people in the streets, propagandized, weaponized, to the point that they were burning down, looting their own cities. Young people. Our school system today is a state-run school system. And they intimidate parents who want to homeschool. They tell them, oh, you're not qualified. Well, guess what? Take a look at the test scores of homeschooled kids versus government-schooled kids. 
and the homeschooled kids will test definitely higher. It's a hard truth to swallow. But what we call public schools today are really just taxpayer-funded social re-engineering programs. Now, I need to pause here to acknowledge a few more of our sponsors. And coincidentally, one of them is the Exodus Institute. You can find them at thinkexodus.org. They have godly Christian educators. They're a fully accredited K-12 online school, fully accredited teachers, Christian values, no political agendas, no walk indoctrination. And if you're already homeschooling, they have a supplemental program for kids in 5th through 12th grade. On-demand video. They do all the teaching. They do all the grading. Only 20 bucks a month, and you can cancel anytime. Learn more by going to thinkexodus.org. That's thinkexodus.org. I also need to thank Michael Hahn of Fathom Realty. You can be confident that Mike's going to keep your best interest in mind and represent you with integrity. If you are selling... Mike will help you prepare your property so it appeals to the broadest market of buyers and determine the best price for the market. And if you're buying, Mike's going to help you find the property that meets your needs. Michael is a graduate of the Realtors Institute. He holds multiple specialist designations, and he's been doing this since 2005. Contact Michael Hahn at IdahoInvestmentProperties.com. That's IdahoInvestmentProperties.com. Now, you've been tuned in here to Keep the Republic with Daniel Bobinski, and you might be wondering why I'm bringing up schools when the main theme of today's show is the deception that's been overtaking America. Think about deception. The very first historical record of deception on earth is when Satan deceived Adam and Eve in the garden. And how do you turn people away from God today? You get them when they're young. Even if kids go to church and raised in a Christian home, a few hours at church cannot outdo what's being taught in the public school classroom all week long where ungodly values are being forced upon our kids and parents are being pushed out. Consider a recent story from Rockville, Maryland. The Montgomery County Public School Board of Education in Rockville created a policy that, get this, forbids parents from withdrawing their children from certain lessons even if parents consider the lessons to be inappropriate. What are those lessons? Queer theory, cross-dressing, transsexualism. This school board anticipated that parents would be turning out in strong numbers to protest this. It was like the parents in Nampa did earlier this year when we had over a thousand parents showing up to protest boys being able to use girls' bathrooms. So they anticipated something similar. And the Montgomery County School Board changed its policy on public school board meetings to only allow, get this, scheduled speakers, invited attendees, and other invited guests to physically attend. Maybe you've heard of Jordan Peterson. This guy's a very outspoken clinical uh, psychologist, college professor. He said in the past 30 years, he has seen the number of administrators at universities just balloon in numbers. And these administrators are applying pressure to professors. And these professors have taken 30,000 micro steps in retreat. And the result is an indoctrination occurring at colleges and universities. And the same thing has happened in in elementary schools. Thousands of microsteps away from the Judeo-Christian values that were so prevalent in education in early America. Now, America's coming up on her 247th birthday. And I wish I could tell you that everything is good. But you know who's good? God is good. But right now, we've got deception overflowing in this country at all levels. Government agencies, the media, the schools. And we have to act where we have control. And with that, if you are the parent of a school-aged child, I want to strongly recommend find a way to remove your child 
from the taxpayer-funded social re-engineering. Now, you've probably also heard of General Michael Flynn. He recently put out a short piece that I think speaks to the need for us to recognize the deception and the corruptions happening around us. I want you to listen to this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wrap up the show with this segment. Let's go ahead and roll this. There is no reasonable doubt that President Biden was an active participant in an unlawful international influence peddling scheme. My name is Lieutenant General Mike Flynn, and whatever you may think about President Donald J. Trump or his recent federal indictment, the speed of the investigation and the breadth of the indictment is breathtaking compared to the inaction for comparable crimes allegedly committed by Hillary Clinton. We did not find clear evidence. The incredible slow walking of the investigation of Hunter Biden and Attorney General Merrick Garland's refusal to appoint a special prosecutor to investigate Joe Biden's role in the Biden family's international influence peddling scheme. Does any reasonable human being believe that Joe never discussed Hunter's business with Hunter? or that Joe did not know anything about a scheme that so far has ensnared at least nine close Biden family relatives. It was reported recently that Hunter will plead guilty to two tax misdemeanors and defer a gun reporting offense with no prison time and the right to have his record partially expunged after two years. Good thing Hunter is a white dude and oh yeah, being the son of a president also helps. It's not just the stark contrast between use of the Foreign Agents Registration Act, FARA, to go after five Trump associates, including yours truly, before FARA is ignored when exploring Hunter's activities for Ukraine and China, or the contrast between aggressive prosecutions of pro-life protesters compared to the past given to abortion rights protesters, or the horribly disproportionate treatment of January 6th protesters compared to the left-wing protesters who destroyed billions of dollars of property and killed more than two dozen Americans. Rather, it is all of these things. Either Democrats, Republicans, progressives, conservatives, and centrists should be subject to equally fierce investigations and prosecutions, or they should all be subject to neither. Either we have the rule of law or not. The provision that every American is entitled to a presumption of innocence, unless, of course, you're a conservative who supports Trump, and much of what is known of the Biden family crime organization is alleged, there is powerful evidence that Joe Biden committed multiple felonies as a co-conspirator in an international Biden family fraud and racketeering scheme, regardless of whether he personally received bribes or not. This isn't over, and Americans of every stripe, faith, and class better wake up to the fact that we have two completely different sets of laws in America. And that is something to think about. Well, I want to wish you a very happy Independence Day. And please, please be sure to pray for our country. Really take the time. This is Dr. Daniel Bobinski. You've been listening to Keep the Republic. I will catch you next week. Until then, be safe and be blessed. Thank you for tuning in to Keep the Republic, sponsored by Conservatives of Picture Perfect Window Cleaning, Michael Hahn, 
associate broker with Silver Creek Realty Group, and thinkexodus.org. Also, please pray for our republic and for godly men and women who will work to keep it.